When I'm on my way to drop off the kids at school and I'm on about five hours of sleep and I haven't had my coffee yet, I'm truly one of a kind. Yeah, this sounds like the beginning of a horror movie. It is. But there is one thing I can do immediately to bring some comfort and calm to the situation and keep me moving forward. Eat Keebler Sandies. I like to think that if the good-looking guy was still around, sitting on the couch, comforting himself about not getting into college, he'd ditch the Cocoa Puffs and down some Keebler Sandies instead. Mixed with chocolate syrup? Ooh, why not? When you need a comforting moment for yourself, Keebler Sandies is the perfect treat to keep you going. Each Keebler Sandies shortbread cookie is baked to perfection by the Keebler Elves for a light sweetness and a texture that melts in your mouth. The next time you feel like you're juggling it all, reach for Keebler Sandies shortbread cookies to enjoy a simple moment of comfort. It's time to tell our Podmeets World listeners that if you're currently tuning in via headphones, it's time you take audio seriously and join the JLab family. JLab offers incredible sound for all of life's moments. It's tech done better. Consumers deserve better than the same old tech they've been stuck with. Instead of high price tags, everyone should have access to new innovations and products they actually want. So JLab thought, hey, why not do something about it? What are you waiting for? Get out there and join the JLab family. JLab.com. JLab, your kind of tech. This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Listen, Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies. Especially when they start really moving. With Huggies Little Movers, you get their best-fitting diaper with its curved and stretchy fit. That's right. So no matter what kind of mover you've got, they'll feel protected and comfy while their little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Huggies Little Movers has curves designed to fit all baby curves and helps provide up to 12-hour protection against leaks. So make the switch to Huggies Little Movers today. We got you, baby. This is kind of a weird question, and but have you guys ever been watching a movie or a TV show and been shocked to discover that you basically are a character or that a character is you? <laughs> and I, I'll tell you the context for me. Uh, I recently rewatched Lady Bird. Have you guys seen Lady Bird? No. Mm-hmm. Okay. I have seen it, yes. Incredible film. Greta Gerwig. I love, I actually, Francis Haw is like one of my favorite movies of all time. But anyway, so I was rewatching Lady Bird. And I had forgotten Timothy Chalamet's character in this movie. It is unbelievable. Like, I, I don't know Timothy Chalamet's work that well, but he is so good in this is role. He plays actor. her friend, right? He plays No, so he plays the second love interest. So she's right, okay. basically, she's got, she falls in love with Lucas Hedges. He's an incredible actor. God, he's so good. She falls in love with him and, is, and they, they, they actually have like a relationship, but then she catches him kissing a guy in the bathroom. So it's right. revealed that she's, you know, he's gay. So she then pursues the like cool kid who's Timothy Chalamet. Okay. And I have... The first time I saw this movie, it didn't occur to me. Watching this the second time, I was like, oh, God, that's 16-year-old writer. Oh, jeez. Like, to it? a T. Like, I, and I just felt so aware of how douchey I was at 16. Like, you guys have to watch it now because you will know. You will be like, oh, yeah, I can see what Ryder saw of himself. It was just I, like the most – I was so embarrassed for myself watching this movie by myself at night going like – how did I not see that Timothy Chalamet is basically Ryder Strong in 1996? And it is so embarrassing. 
for you know good and bad like he's very confident he's very cool and like very self-assured and very like i would say he's you know thinking ahead of his time in certain regards but it's so douchey and it's played so well <laughs> that she loves him because you're just like come on can't you see this guy for how horrible he is which I couldn't at the time either. You know, I was being that guy. Anyway, but that's you my... were never horrible. No, no, I was never a bad person. But oh man, you got to watch this because it... <laughs> <laughs> I do. If anybody wants to know what, what Ryder Strong back, you know, and this is this is for a very limited time. This is that window between like sixteen and seventeen when I could drive yeah. and I was trying to be a grown up and I wasn't quite there yet. But I, you know, read a lot of books and had a lot of big ideas about politics and was just showing off. Like, oh, it's so bad. You'll love it. You'll love it. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Will who do you have one like that? I don't really. I, I can none that I none that popped to mind anyway. I mean there's yeah. I've I've certainly based my humor on certain characters from television or films when I grew up, but I've yet to kind of see one and go like, oh, that's me. Right. Because it's, um, yeah, I don't. And I, I have to disagree a little bit with you, Ryder. I don't I don't think you were ever douchey. I just think you were, I don't even know. You, you, no, you, you, it, you were. It didn't, maybe it didn't feel like it at the time. Maybe you were slightly douchey too, but no. Oh, I'm sure I was <laughs> I mean, douchey for way thing, different reasons. Go, you, you have to watch this movie because you, there will be a, there's a shot. He even has like similar hair and it's just so, and he's like outside of a coffee shop, rolling his own cigarettes and talking about <laughs> philosophy or whatever. And I was just like, oh my God. Like it was just so, I don't know. It was, it was a healthy recognition. It was not like, you know. Did he ever like study or practice capoeira? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yes, that's exactly, exactly. See, and I was probably the guy who was talking about how cool Capoeira was and how yeah. it's a, the it's a martial, martial art, art. But it's not as aggressive. <laughs> right? you know, I probably had a whole theory about it that I would talk about. You can't about. defend yes. yourself and you need a lot of room to do it. It's great. It's, it's, like, it's, it's, it's part like break dance, dance, dance and art and <laughs> self-defense. Right. Oh, my. Well, how about you, Danielle? Have you seen a, a character where it's like, that's me? Um, I think that requires a level of enjoying art that I just don't have. <laughs> like, okay. Fair enough. I feel like, doesn't everybody watch Friends and go like, oh, I'm so Monica. I'm so, yeah, or but, you Seinfeld, know, you know. It is something I wish I were better at. And maybe I'll <laughs> add it to the list of many things I have in great intentions of doing when, when my current excuse is having small children. But maybe I've just always had some excuse for why I'm I'm too busy or whatever. But um, watching TV and and watching TV and movies are just not things I do. I right. I don't if I have if I have free time to do something that I really want to do, I am reading. I yeah. am not watching something. I'm not watching a movie. I'm not watching television. And yet, as a director, I should probably be consuming much more media than I am. Um, but I just don't. So at least you're reading, I, man. That's so great. Reading. Yeah, I, I, I love my reading. Has dropped off so much. Yeah, I read every day. I miss it. Well, and I wish I was reading more, but the truth yeah. is I have such limited free and downtime, which is one of the reasons I do enjoy traveling so much because I will make it a priority in my day when I travel or nothing better to do on a plane than read. Watch content. Oh, read. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> well, is that, so we have to talk about that a little bit, Danielle, because yeah. we're, we're going to be sh we're going to be sitting next to each other. You and I on the flight back this weekend. Are you expecting to talk? I'm just I'm just curious. I got to put oh, that no. in my head I or I can put on my headphones okay, great. in. Excellent. No, no, we you don't even have we to know look enough at me. about each other at this yeah. point to where we can take a good six hour break. Don't you think? Hundred percent. Okay, great. I actually. And I love you. Should I sit behind him? 
Yes. Just because I didn't want you to think that there was any possibility I was going to want to talk. And Perfect. I thought, and I don't think Will's going to want to talk. No. But I don't want him to think I'm sitting next to him because I'm going to talk. And I'm glad but- you're not sitting behind me because it'd be like, Hi, the person behind me keeps kicking my chair. So, With my little legs that don't yeah, touch the floor. Just keep reaching this the whole time. God, they, God, they let her on the plane. Okay, no, good. No, no, don't even look at me, Will. Don't good. even look at I me. I might give way. you a thumbs up occasionally, something like that, just to let you know we're all good. But I'm going to have to probably be like, excuse me, I, I got to go potty. That's fine. Yeah. Um, that'll be Do it. Do you prefer the window or the aisle? Because I, like I like the aisle. I know you like the aisle because I'm taking the window and I prefer the window. So Perfect. Worked out well. Sold. Um, well, welcome to Pod Meets World. I'm Danielle Fischel. I'm Ryder Strong. And I'm Will Friedle. Well, special thank you to all of our dear listeners. We have to announce that our live show at the iHeart Theater in L.A. is now sold out. But that does not mean that you cannot join us. No matter where you live, you can stream the show on May 1st at 5 p.m. PT and experience an amazing night of Boy Meets World memories right along with us. Writer Will and I will be hanging out, telling more of our stories. And now with special guests, Betsy Randall also known as everyone's favorite mom, Amy Matthews, and Anthony Tyler Quinn, a.k.a. Mr. Turner. What tie will he wear, I wonder? Also, just announced the main event, the Bully Reunion. You guys have been asking for it. I have been dying for it. On stage, you will be seeing Blake, Ethan and Danny see each other for the first time in almost three decades. That's right. Danny McNulty, Blake Sennett, and Ethan Suplee will bring the gang back together on stage. So you better hide your lunch money. This is going to be special. And as if that wasn't action-packed enough, Lisa Loeb will be performing. Yes, that Lisa Loeb. So make sure you stream this from the comfort of your own home, which is my favorite way to do anything. And the great part, you have a full week to watch it once you buy it. No rush for May 1st. Just go to moment.co slash podmeetsworld now and sign up. If I was 13 and interviewing Ryder Strong right now, I would say this show sounds very cool. As a podcast focused on reliving memories from our past, I can tell you firsthand, as you get older, your memory just isn't as reliable as it used to be. Yeah, if we didn't have Will here, there would be a lot of dead air. (laughs) That is true, Robert. Well, guys, since I know you need a little help, you're going to love Legacy Box. It's the safest way to digitize your home videos and pictures, even when you think you don't have a way to watch them anymore. Oh, this is perfect, especially with Mother's Day right around the corner. It really is the perfect gift for the whole family, whether it's a sweet 16 or college graduation. First steps or performing a Backstreet Boys dance in between scenes on your childhood network sitcom. This is the way to reconnect with your history. The process is so easy. You just fill your legacy box with old VHS or camcorder tapes, pictures, negatives, film reels. I mean, they even work with over 15 different types of analog media, so they have you covered. Then you just send the box back and their team professionally digitizes everything by hand in the U.S. And you'll get it all back on the cloud or on a thumb drive along with your originals. I recently sent off my first box to Legacy Box and I got into my old storage unit and found about 40 tapes, all different media. And I was able to label each one and send it off. I cannot wait to see what these tapes hold. Jensen and I also recently got some of his home videos digitized and being able to hear his parents' voices again has been a real gift. So join over 1.5 million families that have trusted Legacy Box with their memories. Go to LegacyBox.com slash world to save 60% during their best Mother's Day sale ever. It's time to connect with your past and make sure those memories are preserved properly. 
That's LegacyBox.com slash world. Summer is steadily approaching, and you know what that means. Wearing a shirt at the beach so I don't look like a sad radish for the entire vacation? Okay, maybe. Being thirsty? Yes, Ryder, you got it. It is time to go outside and bask in the glory that is sunshine with barbecues and hikes and trips to exotic locations. With your shirt on. Yes, with your shirt on. It is time to jump into a camper van with your son and your wife and torture everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Well, with all these summer activities, it's so important that you stay hydrated. And we're here to tell you all about Liquid IV. It has three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drink, plus eight vitamins and nutrients in a single stick. It's clear why Liquid IV is the number one powdered hydration brand in America. You just rip open a packet and pour it into your water and bam, you're hydrating with electrolytes, essential vitamins, and clinically tested nutrients. But most importantly, it tastes good. It's so easy and perfect after a workout, which I do to replenish after a nice long run. And you can travel with Liquid IV right there in your pocket. Add it to a water on a flight or after a big night when you need just a little assistance to get up in the morning. Tear, pour, live more. One stick plus 16 ounces of water hydrates better than water alone. And with sugar-free flavors like white peach, green grape, raspberry melon, and lemon lime, you can't miss. Turn your ordinary water into extraordinary hydration with Liquid IV. Get 20% off your first order of Liquid IV when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code WORLD at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code WORLD at liquidiv.com. It's 2024 and stress is already everywhere. Deadlines at work. Your kid's screaming at you. Non-stop traffic. The world is ending. That's a big jump there, Ryder. Sorry, kind of true. Yeah, well, when we want to get away from the struggles of everyday life and have some comforting me time, we break into some Keebler Sandies. Let's say it's finals week and Mr. Feeney has scheduled all of the tests into one day. How will Topanga find a comforting moment to herself? Go to the mall? Not with this hair. Play guitar with her father, Jedediah? Depends on which Jedediah. Bite into some delicious Keebler Sandies? Exactly. Keebler Sandies are buttery shortbread cookies made with simple ingredients. And each Keebler Sandies cookie is baked to perfection by the adorable Keebler elves for a light sweetness and texture that melts in your mouth. God bless those little Keebler elves. When you need a comforting moment for yourself, Keebler Sandies is the perfect treat that will keep you going. So, the next time you feel like you're juggling it all, reach for a Keebler Sandies shortbread cookie to enjoy a simple moment of comfort. Tell the elves Pod Meets World sent ya. They're real. I've seen them. Welcome to this episode. We are recapping Season 2, Episode 15, Breaking Up is Really, Really Hard to Do. It originally aired January 27th, 1995. And I thought this synopsis is, is one of my favorites that we've ever read on the show. Just because I think it does a good job of explaining how kind of quirky this episode is. (laughs) Corey asks Wendy out on a date for a couple's night, and now she won't leave him alone. Eric is banned from dating until his grades pick up, while Feeney and Turner play racquetball. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. It pretty much sums it up, though. Okay. I'm going to make a bold statement. Ooh. This is one of my favorite episodes of the series so far. Great. This was one of my favorite episodes of the series. I laughed out loud several times. I rewound things. Mm. We were all starting to hit our groove. It was absurd. It was wonderful. One of my favorite episodes so far. I'm going to ask you. Cool, man. I enjoyed it, but I definitely did not think it was one of our best episodes. I thought it was great. That's great. I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. 
I also enjoyed it. Um, I wouldn't say it's in, I think it's one of the best episodes, but I definitely enjoyed it. And obviously, the it's finally, we're here. They want Ugh. you to take the roles is here. Yeah. I could have yeah. watched an entire episode of those characters in that makeup. Like yep, that, yeah. I could, we, that easily could have been a spinoff episode. Yep. I agree 100%. It's so funny and so great. I understand why people love it so much. Yeah. Um, so this episode was directed by Jeff McCracken, which this is the it's first, first non-David right? Trainer episode. That's this amazing. is the first McCracken episode. I thought so too. Yeah, okay, good. That's so interesting because I actually felt aware of something being different. And yeah. that's, especially in the kitchen scene with 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 um, Ben and, and that's so funny. Okay, cool. Yep. We got to- yes, so wow. our first non-David Trainer episode. It was written by Mark Blutman oh. and Howard Buskang and it guest starred Jason Marsden as Jason Marsden. Jason Marsden. Jessica Wesson, who we saw in Pairing Off earlier in the season. She comes back as Wendy Jansen slash Old Wendy. Katie Barnhill <laughs> as Lori. Katie Johnston as Bonnie and Musetta Vander as Dominique. She played a siren in Oh Brother, Where Art Thou, by the way. Oh, okay. Yeah. So to jump into our recap, we are at Chubby's. Corey is reading a dinner party invitation that says couples only. And he says it's discrimination against people like Sean and him, people who are living the single life. And then the camera pans over to show Sean who is making out with a girl, writers first, writers on kiss, screen, I think kiss. so. Yep. Now, the only thing that might throw yep. it, I was on a show called Davis Rules. Okay. I think I remember that. Yeah. And I played a character named Timmy the Lip. Mm. And I was, I was in trouble for kissing girls. I know that that's the story, but I don't think I actually kissed a girl on the show. Yeah. So this is probably this moment. And this is why I think I... I've often I've I've said during Q and A's and stuff how awkward it is when you meet an extra, right? And, and you've had to, start to kiss making them. out with them, and I think that's why that's ingrained as like the because that's what happened here. She yes. doesn't have any lines, right? No. She's not. Yeah, she was and a background so she actor. She wouldn't have been there all week, so it would have been like me pretending to make out with somebody all week, and then literally moments before they filmed it, being like, "This is so and so, right? Yes. This, you know, meet and and now you're going to be making out." So. I remember I, I remember that moment. I remember being yeah. paralyzed and t- terrified. And then now to realize it was also my first on-screen kiss, not just yeah. I meet somebody and kiss them. But yeah. I thought that same thing. I was Ugh. like, there he is. There he is. He's doing it. He's kissing a girl. He's kissing a girl. Yeah. Yep. And within a great vest, you're ba- back to multiple layers vests, again. Vests. Back vests to multiple are pretty layers. great. Yeah. yeah. Back to multiple layers. Um, uh, go ahead. No, no. Gonna... By all means, please let you say it. Well, no. There's an erection reference. Thank you for saying it so that I don't have to. Wait, yeah. what? That your first that is joke, joke is, about is. An, is about an erection. What did remember, I say? I don't remember even... in health class and we learned about blood moving blood. through the body? I oh, understand yeah. that now. I understand that now. That's oh, a, I that's just a... took that as like my heart was racing. I didn't no, really... that's ah. an ere- that is an erection <laughs> reference. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm watching yeah. with Sue and she's like, made, was like, you make a boner and... reference? Like, yep, sure did. Weird. Yep. Sure did. Blutman. Blotman yeah, and exactly, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Sean says Corey can ask a girl and then they can all go. No big deal. He points out Wendy and tells Corey to go ask her out and do what he does with girls. Not think at all. Corey walks up to Wendy and invites her to the party, but she says it's for couples only and that Corey looks like he's just looking for a date, not a relationship. Corey says, no, that's not the case. So Wendy says they're a couple now and she's going to go tell all of her friends. He says he'll do the same thing. And he goes to tell Sean. <laughs> and he says, look at I me. I'm a couple. I love this scene because it's just 
you see all the problems coming, right? Like, yeah, it's just like the yeah. slow train wreck of yes. watching Corey. But it's also completely understandable that Corey would be like, I want to be a couple. Sure. Yeah. Like, please, yeah. you'll go with me to this thing. I just love, I love the writing. I love that we know Corey so well at this point that he's like going to be stoked and agree to all of this. And then yeah. we just And know that Sean all. sets him up for all of the problems without realizing what a catastrophe it's going to be later. Yep. No, he also, it. it's very real because when you're in seventh or eighth grade, your relationship always lasts a week. For right. sure. It's a week. Totally. It's 10 days. Oh my God, they've been together a month. That's crazy. So the idea that she then instantly wants to be together forever, it made just something that's totally normal into right. a, a legitimate problem. It was cool. Yeah. Right. yeah. Right. Well, then we're in the Matthews living room and this scene starts with Eric saying, look at me, I'm alone, which is just related to what Corey said in the scene right before, look at me, I'm a couple. But it doesn't Why really does tie into it? your storyline at all. No, <laughs> at all. And that was one thing I noticed about Optical it's kind flip of a, yeah, yeah, on running what? thing for this entire episode that I did find out. The scenes just abruptly end. Right. Hmm. There's a number of different scenes where it's like, oh, that, oh, I guess that's over. Oh, okay. There was, yeah. It's just, we're on a different scene. It was really weird. Yeah. Hmm. Um, I, but, I didn't notice that, but maybe that's a directing thing too, but. Uh, you, you mean more in terms of the writing, like the way it actually like, the jokes. Okay. Yeah, Both. it did, it it did just... definitely have the feel of like optical flip. But the yeah. connection between the two optical flips was just someone saying, look at me. And the next person, I'm a couple. Look at me. I'm alone. I'm alone. Yeah, it was very. And it was strange. like, well, and I guess it does tie into your storyline of no dating. Right. But like we haven't gotten there yet. We're it, we're literally being thrown into the scene about your grades and they're about yeah. ready to tell you that you're not allowed to that you're going to have to be alone. So it's a little bit of a. Yeah, it was a cheat. That didn't. Yeah, it's kind a little of bit of a cheat. Um, um, but I remember this. I, so I remember my storyline in this because this to me, this episode, I can point to as kind of the genesis of Eric getting bigger. I was wondering yes, if this was this is the one. This is the one I remember the whole thing. And I was getting big laughs during the run through with the giggling and stuff at the end with the with doing the hair. And this is the one where it was like, oh, I can take it up this a notch. All this about is the, this is the genesis. Not, because, I mean, my thinking, the way, way I was thinking about it was like, I really don't like your storyline. I think it's pretty stupid and on the nose and obvious. But you're so good in it. And that that it's fine. Do you know what I mean? Like, right. But if you took the written the scene as written, where like you're saying the things that you're saying to is it Dominique? Is that her? The character? Yeah. Think, yes. The yeah. things that you're saying to her while you're getting are just like oh god. But of course you deliver it. You know, and it's yeah. like okay. Yeah. And I I guarantee you that the writers were like oh he could do anything. Like we could. Throw I guess him. that's why we this is one of my favorite episodes. And it's that good. Yeah. This started. Yeah. This started the genesis of Eric being a little nuts. Yeah, I guess, um, you know, in general, like, I've just, because I didn't, I don't, you, the, the girl craziness is, is funny when it's sophisticated or when it's, but like right. you just being like, my girls and crying, yeah. like, it just reminds me of like me with the cheerleaders. It's just like this one note sort of yeah. take that I, yeah. I, I guess it's just like, oh, we have to get behind this character sexual frustration that's what's funny and i'm just always kind of like is that funny is it that well funny? they still like, did that's the thing is of... they still didn't know where eric was at this point and that's why i can look at this episode and be like all right now he's just gonna be absurd right which he's at least that's start... something yeah right. you know yeah. and by the way i mean the, it's like david kendall said when we talked to kendall we have a jim carrey on our hands this was the moment when that may have been really realized like oh 
he can literally do anything. He can do vocal humor. He can do physical comedy. He can mm-hmm. do like, let's just see where else, what else we can do. Give him something else. Let's, let's see what's happening. Like you really had a, a, a big freedom that I think I really started here. I um, think so too. Yeah. This was an important episode for me just as an actor, because it was like, oh, I can just kind of play. Yeah. Um, this was an absurd episode all the way around. And I liked and I liked the absurdity of it. It was I was a fan of that. Yeah. So yeah, I remember this week. Alan and Amy tell Eric he can't go out until he gets his grades up to letters closer to the top of the alphabet. Amy asks Alan, How can you be so cruel to my little baby? And Alan reveals it was actually her idea, which is funny. Alan says Eric can't rely on his looks, and Eric says all he wants to be is a weatherman. Which this is where it started. Okay, yeah, it's also where it started. I love it. Yep, the weatherman. Eric says. I feel like cons- this 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 storyline is actually pivotal in the sort of Eric development, it is. right? Yeah, in that you're taking the girl crazy factor, which is all we've established about his character, and we're pinning it up against his grades. Like, it's, yeah, you're not. You're not going to be so smart if you keep focusing on the, you know, it's like yeah. these two impulses. And I think the 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 fact that the character is not going to be that smart is going to become the fun. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's interesting. Eric says to consider his counter argument. And then he just cries. Don't take away my girls. And then we're in the school hallway. Wendy is waiting for Corey outside of his classroom. And she tells him that spending this week with him has been the best week of her life. And Corey agrees. He tries to leave, and then she asks him what he's doing this summer. Wendy says she's looking forward to spending the summer together, and Corey responds that they should wait to see how the spring goes first. (laughs) Great line. (sighs) The bell rings, and Corey is heading off to his next class. Wendy knows he's off to chemistry, which shocks him. She knows his entire schedule. As he leaves, she asks if he's forgetting anything, and Corey checks his zipper, which gets a big laugh from the audience. And Wendy was alluding to a kiss. They peck and he walks away. Well, now also before that, before. Oh, oh I know. I bet you you're going to say the, the same thing. The color streaming yes. thing. Yes, yeah, exactly. Which is a very bizarre moment to have come back. Yep. Okay. Do we think, I have a couple of theories. <laughs> One, is it a conscious reference to Topanga, Topanga. having straightened to call her? Mm. Two, is it a completely unconscious reference? beat where like the, our writers just have this idea of like a woman straight into this collar that's cute it'll yeah. that's what people in relationships do and it just happened or is it this like interesting like echo I mean both can be true right like the, yeah. because to me I immediately was like whoa that was like a that was the end or that was the end of boy yeah. of girl boy meets girl episode like yeah. a whole episode about like how he feels about Topanga with her straightening his collar I don't know it seemed like it needed to be referenced or acknowledged. I kind of think it was done on purpose, but I could be wrong. I mean, I wrote it down like that's a that's a Topanga thing right there, and I'm wondering if they did that on purpose. I don't know. I don't. I, know. Think, I think it's a this... little bit of both. I think, writer, it is exactly what you said, where it's a little bit of both. I think it is an slightly outdated idea our writers had about um, female affection yep. rep- coming out as a maternal, like in a maternal sense, yep. where. When a woman likes you, she wants she, she takes, takes care, care of, of you in that way and and in a maternal way makes you more presentable. Right. Um, and and with that, I think it is a callback to the last time we saw a girl take care of him in this way, which was Topanga. So yeah. I think it's I think it was both. Um, Interestingly, interesting though, beat. I think interesting it speaks beat. to something I 
I was flabbergasted by this whole episode about, which is that this this episode is clearly played for a joke, right? Like she's nuts, she's crazy. But actually what happens or what she's crazy about is the Cory Topanga storyline. I said that at the end of the episode. I said my number one confusion is why did that why did Cory become Wendy? Yes, exactly. Exactly. And that's what I think is so interesting that in in some ways it's like you had to have this storyline in order for Cory and Topanga to be okay. It, does that make sense? Like, yeah. like once we had made fun of the idea that you, how ridiculous would it be if the person you met in whatever grade right. becomes your, you know, your love of your life and you end up having kids together. But like that seriousness, almost psychotic level of seriousness that Corey has later on in the show, and I believe Topanga has too, to a certain degree, is what is being made fun of in this episode. Right. Um, yeah. And so in, in a lot of ways, it's sort of like a a release valve for like, well, she's crazy. And then, then we know that Corey's actually serious about it and that, that he's not just crazy. He really does understand love because he doesn't, he didn't, he wasn't Wendy. He, right. He wasn't like just as, as batty as she was. He really knows that he and Topanga, but that's kind of a cheat. That's kind of a weird distinction with that. I also didn't think she was all that crazy. Like, no. I think they could have ramped up the crazy a little bit. No, I mean, certain things. You get a girl who's in the seventh grade who's with the first relationship she's in. The idea of thinking about we might get married or we might do this. Oh, don't get me wrong. I, I doodled boys' names all That's over my journal. I, mean. I just was knew not to say it out loud. I know, but that doesn't, it wasn't like, I mean, I thought if they were going to go absurd crazy, they could have really done some, like, they could have gone absurd crazy. As hmm. opposed to just like, what are you doing this summer? Because we're going to have fun and our kids are going to, you know, it's like, that's kind of like normal crazy. Yeah, that I'm sense. okay with it. I, I guess, I guess I liked all of that. Especially I liked when Betsy was fine with it. Yeah. But hmm. when Betsy turns at the end of that scene and goes beep, 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 I was like, really? Now, because right, I agree with moment. her first assessment, which was yeah. like, she's playing house. This is right. cute. Right. This is, but yeah. that's why no I did. That's why the crazy didn't make sense to me because no, it's like, I mean, she was I playing think house. the crazy should have been more immediate. You know, the same way that TK's crazy was immediate, yes, right? That's yeah. what like I mean. TK that's what gets saying. him all these roses and does all these things in the immediate that are like, whoa, that's actually crossing a line. You know, you buy steaks. And, but in this case, she's just fantasizing. She's that's, just talking. I agree. And it's that's what cute. I mean. That's it's why I didn't cute. think it was all that, all that yeah. nuts. But I also, one of the things I loved about the episode was the fact that it seemed, it seemed like our show. It seemed like we all were in our bodies. We all had our characters down. We all knew what we were doing. And it kind of seemed like an episode of Boy Meets World to me. It just, it, I had that moment of Sean, Sean and Corey's Corey. And th- the parents are the parents. Eric's Eric. Like it seemed like we don't, even Feeny, the Feeny storyline of that kind of, you know, uh, uh, underhanded Feeny yeah. a little bit. It all just felt right to me. For That's funny. Reason. That's great. Yeah. 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 I didn't. I, I, yeah, I think you're probably feeling it even more because it was probably in yeah. some part of your brain where yeah. you also really clicked in. Yeah, it was a genesis. Um, but I of totally Eric. hear what you're saying. Yeah, I yeah. can see that. Yeah, yeah, that's it was cool. I also think going back just really briefly, I don't, I don't want to dwell on this too long, but going back really briefly to the differences between like what Corey and Topanga became and and Wendy and Corey in this scene or in this show. Um, I guess the the argument on the opposite side would be well. Corey got to know Topanga or Corey got knows Topanga over the course of many years so that by the time he is like 
this is going to be my person. We're spending our entire lives together. It's it's like he really knows her as opposed to right. Wendy does not truly know Corey. This is right. just the first person she's been in a relationship with. And right. she's, she's already decided and she's taking it to this extreme. What if he is not actually what if you guys don't have enough shared interests? What if you don't actually like him? Like, that's what you're supposed to discover upon dating is like, do I like this person really? And and you don't really get to know someone that quickly. Right. You think you do, but you don't. Right. Um, and so, but then the other, my other thing about Corey and Topanga is like a lot of the arguments for why we thought we should have stayed together was just because, well, we had so much time under our belts with shared history. Like, so, well, we've already been together for seven years. And truthfully, that can be a terrible reason to stay in a relationship with Absolutely. someone. But like, also, isn't there a lot of we're meant to be together conversation? Like, you're the one for me. Yes. Yeah. Which yes. is kind of. A, On both ends. It's it just comes a, from both that's directions. just a dead end argument, right? That's just like, oh, that we we're supposed Fate. to be together. They're, okay, we yeah. can't we can't finish like we can't debate that. Like it's just right. we're meant to be together. Destiny, right. it's well, done. Also, and, in the episodes later on with Linda, where with Linda Cardellini, where we we break up, uh, he says, you know, other people may have had doubts, but I've never had doubts, or something like that. Or one of yeah. us says we've never had doubts, and I'm like, really? Yeah. <laughs> Anyway. That's way more Wendy than Wendy to me. Like yeah. that kind of stuff later, that later stuff where that's yeah. where those I've are red. That's known. like red flag stuff where it's like, ooh, I know. that's not good. Yeah. So yeah, we'll Topanga not going to Yale. Th- I mean, like it gets really, like, I oh, think we're going to have a different perspective on it. I know. Dude, I got, gonna... I got hate online when I was online because I flat out said somebody tweeted something. It was Lisa Simpson. It was a meme of Lisa Simpson mm-hmm. lying in bed, wide awake in the middle of the night. And it said, uh, lying awake at night, not uh, like unable to believe that Topanga chose Yale or, or chose Corey right. over Yale. And I wrote, I like retweeted it and wrote, yeah, she chose wrong or something like that. And it was like, are you kidding me? And even Michael came in and he did the whole lyrics from that. I uh, don't know nothing about history. Don't know nothing about biology, uh, you know, but yeah. I do know that I love you kind of thing. And it was like, okay, but she could have gone to Yale. So it's, yeah, it's. <laughs> Well, we'll yeah, talk we're gonna about get that when we get to we'll We're going to get into all we'll that, that for that's sure. 16 years Season from now. Six. <laughs> it's 2024 and stress is already everywhere. Deadlines at work. Your kid's screaming at you. Non-stop traffic. The world is ending. That's a big jump there, Ryder. Oh, sorry, kind of true. Yeah, well, when we want to get away from the struggles of everyday life and have some comforting me time, we break into some Keebler Sandies. Let's say it's finals week and Mr. Feeney has scheduled all of the tests into one day. How will Topanga find a comforting moment to herself? Go to the mall? Not with this hair. Play guitar with her father, Jedediah? Depends on which Jedediah. Bite into some delicious Keebler Sandies? Exactly. Keebler Sandies are buttery shortbread cookies made with simple ingredients. And each Keebler Sandies cookie is baked to perfection by the adorable Keebler elves for a light sweetness and texture that melts in your mouth. God bless those little Keebler elves. When you need a comforting moment for yourself, Keebler Sandies is the perfect treat that will keep you going. So, the next time you feel like you're juggling it all, reach for a Keebler Sandies shortbread cookie to enjoy a simple moment of comfort. Tell the elves Pod Meets World sent ya. They're real. I've seen them. This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Listen, Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies. Especially when they start really moving. With Huggies Little Movers, you get their best-fitting diaper with its curved and stretchy fit. 
That's right. So no matter what kind of mover you've got, they'll feel protected and comfy while their little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Huggies Little Movers has curves designed to fit all baby curves and helps provide up to 12-hour protection against leaks. So make the switch to Huggies Little Movers today. We got you, baby. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by the experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. So a nearby Mr. Feeney reminds Mr. Turner that midterm grades are due next Friday. And Turner says he's thinking of giving everyone A's. It's just easier. Feeney notices Mr. Turner's athletic bag and says he was a great squash player back in the day. Mr. Turner asks what that has to do with racquetball. Mr. Turner says squash and racquetball are almost the same and asks Mr. Feeney if he wants to play tomorrow. That'll give him enough time to get a doctor's note. Turner tie in this, I noticed, was... uh, Mm -hmm. Is Very that all cute. you noticed was the Turner tie? Did you not also notice the rodeo-sized belt he was wearing? <laughs> no, I did not it notice the belt. It looked like he had won some sort of a, a contest, and he had this giant belt buckle thing on. Yeah, it was very funny. <laughs> but was see, like, it's funny because I noticed your wardrobe later kind of yeah. started to look like Tony's. You had the Mine? tucked in with the belt. Yes. When you oh, were, okay. I was like, oh, Will is probably friends with Tony in real life. Probably. <laughs> and I bet you they were giving you wardrobe and you were tucking it in and putting your belt front and center. I, I like, always dress the way they funny. told me to. Like they would write on my thing, right. green shirt, tuck in. Right. Okay. So I never picked how I just I was noticed like, oh, how huh. unbelievably skinny you are. So well, thin. I'm so thin. And I think still getting thinner. I know yeah, you really do. You well, there nuts. was you're, you're crossing across the hallway, and I was like, "He, this boy turns sideways and he disappears." Yeah, if you're that thin on camera, then you're really thin in person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah. like that camera adding ten pounds is no joke. Um, uh, Feeney agrees. The game is on. Lori comes up behind Eric at his locker, and he tries to avoid her. Why? Just because he can't go out on dates? Is that he's the not thing? allowed apparently to even okay. look or speak to a person? Uh, I know he can all. still was, talk to her. It's so think. <laughs> So bizarre. Talk about brazen, too. I mean, she I was know. Like, like, also, yikes. she has somebody on on back end. She has a plan B immediately. Fine, I'll ask whatever yeah, his name was. To come in the hot t- It's like, geez, that's yikes. Was high school like that? Even back in the day? Was it that? I like, know. No, it's ridiculous. That's and... why I didn't like this storyline. Because it's so <laughs> like... It's yeah. so like, let's set up a joke where Eric can't have girls. Okay, well, how would we make that funny? Oh, the girls are throwing themselves at him. And it's just dumb. It's just like, okay. I didn't think it was dumb. I thought it was, it's like, he can't have, it's like you, you're taking away his, his toy, Eric's toy, which all they set up for him was girls. Right. So we're going to take it away right, so from him. Girls are reduced to toys. Right. Of course, but again, that's what they've made. That's, that's Eric's thing. It's all they have. They've, they've given him one note up until this point. That's one thing. Girls. That's it. 
So it's like, all right, now we've th- we've established that. Now let's take it away for comedy. That's that's all they've got at this point. I know, I know. So but it's, yeah. and that's why I think it's it's too it's ugh, like. Well, that's why it's growing. Thankfully, that's why that's why I liked this episode so much because I was like, this is where it starts. This is where all of a sudden it's going to start getting more Eric, hmm. which is what yeah. So we always said we from the beginning of the podcast we we're like, I wonder where we're going to be able to point to the like this is where it starts. It's this. This is where it started. Hmm. So I'm happy about that. Yeah. Hopefully there the notes will be different from this point on but yeah no i agree he's, he's totally one note that's all he's got no but i'm not talking about you i'm talking no about no, no, no i'm talking about the character line. no i'm talking about the character too though they're they always write to something with girls that's all it is every phone call every conversation every right but you can write whatever. to that interestingly and i don't i don't necessarily mind that that's like a major component this is just one one note storytelling this is literally like we're gonna take away girls and then how do we make that hard or interesting or funny yeah, or whatever? It's and I the just the B story. Like, mm. It's the B it's the B story of let's, you know, how do we have some laughs for five pages? We're yeah. having something to do with girls with Eric. We'll make it absurd. He ends up getting his hair done by a pretty girl. It's it is, it's ridiculous, but it's that's hair what you obsession. know. Hair it obsession is. on our hair show. and girls. This obsession. is clearly yep. uh, it is. Our There's, writers are sitting back going, what do we like? We like getting our hair done. I yeah, I know. I felt like this women. episode told me a lot about how yep. the male writers thought about getting haircuts. Yep. There's never anything central about it. I mean, it feels nice, especially when you're getting your hair shampooed, but no. it's not central. It's just like a scalp massage. Well, tell that to the writing staff. I think it's very central for some people. Is it really? Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. To get a name before we leave, then. <laughs> <laughs> Lori's been doing my hair since I was seventeen. There's nothing sensual. She just does my hair. So uh, All right, I don't want to. I don't want to call out any names, but I definitely I have a very clear story uh, of um, a certain person who uh, achieved their first orgasm getting a head massage, and 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 it became like a thing. Like they were there. Then they started basically cheating on their husband because they would go pay for a head massage and that was how they could someone their... we know no no oh okay but I don't oh, want okay to too personal oh no no, no okay person. that's oh okay wow. i thought this is like somebody we knew okay. no no wow. no this wow. was a this was a woman uh, later in life discovered this thing wow <laughs> about herself jeez okay interesting yeah well head massages are real Lori tells him her parents are out of town and Will squeals and asks if he wants to come over to adjust the temperature of the hot tub. Will squeals again. Eric says if she has any feelings for him, then she should go home and get ugly. And then he bangs his head against his locker. Lori walks away and Jason arrives and jokingly tells Eric he heard Eric's signal and came as quickly as he could. Eric says he's going nuts and he can't study because he's just thinking about girls and he can't go out unless he gets his grades up. As an example of his girl craziness, he thumbs through his book and calls Leonardo da Vinci a raven-haired beauty. Jason says he knows of a dating substitute. Eric tries to ignore it, but then screams, tell me! (laughs) And then they end up at the hair salon. Jason says his girl dating substitute is a haircut. Eric doesn't understand why until he sees Dominique, the beautiful hairdresser. Eric starts slurring his name and is just overall giggly. Jason says Eric needs a scalp treatment and Dominique starts to rub his head and Eric is in weirdo heaven. Yeah, I'll say. (laughs) Do you remember this guest actress? 
I do. I, I mean, vaguely. I remember that uh, she was very funny and that we would sit there and talk a little bit. I mean, not much about her, but she was you very nice. You guys play off each other so well. Yeah. Um, Especially yeah. the next scene in the, the town. Yeah, she was so. very nice. But I just remember this whole scene was kind of like, the bigger I went, I, I was starting to correlate the idea that the bigger I went, the bigger the laugh was. Mm-hmm. And it was, it. that's, I was just kind of making these realizations. Like the jumping over the, 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 the wall in the last scene and going, tell me. I mean, that was all stuff. I think that was like second and third take stuff where I just went bigger with it and bigger with it. And, right. And it was like, oh, this is working. And if I do this, I'm getting bigger laughs. And I'm reading the, it's, it's, it's when you start to realize that, you're in a symbiotic relationship with the audience or, or during, during the week, at least with the producers and, and the director were, it, you know, oh, if I'm reading them right and then adjusting my performance to what I'm reading, then all of a sudden we're both getting more out of this than we were if we were just, if I'm just in my head as an actor. Uh, so it was that this was the, the episode where I, I started to listen to the audience, read the audience. What do they like? What is it? What's working? And I just distinctly remember everything kind of being different for me after this episode. Hmm. Um, so maybe that you're right. You're probably right. It's probably I'm, I'm ignoring the negatives and just kind of looking at from a selfish standpoint. Well, that, and frankly, the scenes later are just, I would go even farther, man. I think the negative is why you came out this way, because I think they didn't maybe. write you enough. I don't think they wrote a very funny scene and I think you made it funny. And yeah. I maybe think you, you were given the line, you know, Eric walks away, then turns around and says, tell me or whatever. And you cranked it up to 11, made it what is a very simplistic turnaround into a very original, funny moment where you're jumping over a ledge. You know, so I think that like, maybe I don't remember they wrote sophomorically and you made it funny. And I think that, you know, that sealed your fate, (laughs) which was like, Oh, we can write, we can rely on this person as an actor and we can just set up funny situations and Will's going to make them funny. We don't need to, you know, and I think that that's, great like but but i yeah. think it's because the writing Maybe. is not that great in this there story. but there was some no i mean I, I i distinctly remember and we'll get to that at the end there were there were some things they threw in so and i don't want to take credit for something that i didn't do so i don't know how yeah. much of it was directed um and how much of it was notes uh, and how much of it was me just kind of doing right. Well, that's also another point worth, worth mentioning is that Jeff McCracken is directing for our first yeah. time, who went on to direct a lot and become one of our closest friends. So just a yeah. change in director for the first time yeah. for you ever. I mean, we had had the John yeah. Tracy in the pilot, but for you, that might have changed your comfort level. You know, yeah. for whatever yeah, reason, possible. you might have yeah. had a different rapport with Jeff or different. Yeah. He might have opened up something or said something that was Maybe. a new suggestion. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. No. Yeah, my, that that's po- absolutely possible. Yeah, yeah. it was it was interesting. So then we're in the school cafeteria. New girl alert. Bunny asks Corey to help her with English homework, and he says he's busy. Corey tells Sean, who is in, you're finally in the incredibly iconic Atlas holding a heart shirt. Yes. That's what I decided to call it. With the, yes. You People ask me about the shirt all the time. I think you wore it more than like any other shirt on the show. And yeah. I think really? maybe you also borrowed it for personal life maybe or maybe you no. got another one no it it's just, just became, on the show it just became the show i i don't know i mean i do like the shirt but it's very christian ish looking too and i think that's part oh, of the reason you think that's it? okay i didn't realize that i literally thought i described it when i said it out loud i was like oh there's the shirt and you know producer jensen carp husband of this podcast was like oh what do we want to call the shirt and i was like it's it's atlas but instead of the world on his shoulders he's got a heart on his shoulders heart. so i didn't right. a- associate it with 
Christianity or a cross or anything. Yeah, I don't like think that. it actually is Christian, but no. it, it, from in my mind, like when, whenever I think about, it, I'm like it has kind of a vaguely well because Christian, his arms are up, it does kind exactly. of look like Jesus on a cross. But I, I actually are think his it's, legs crossed the way that Jesus like I, I think his know. legs might be picture. crossed in the same way too. Maybe. I f- I feel like it's the the weight of the world. The weight of this, the bleeding heart. The weight yeah. exactly. The weight of the bleeding heart. Which is actually very appropriate for Sean. A hundred percent. That's why I think it works very under well. The weight of this bleeding heart. Oh. Yeah. So Corey tells Sean, who is in his iconic Atlas shirt, that the fifth girl from their class to ask him for help. And Sean asks Corey if he's clueless. They don't want help with homework. They want Corey. Sean says because he's off the market, girls want him more. Corey says he's been with Wendy for a week, and Sean says to break up, a week is too long. Suddenly, she'll start waiting outside his class, she'll know his schedule, and eventually, she'll even ask what he's doing this summer. I love how quick Sean is to just be like, break up. Break <laughs> like, up. Like, like, break up. And me with the soda can, getting mm-hmm. my Coca-Cola for the first time. Yep. Oh, yeah. Here, SCA, my friend. Soda can acting. SCA. Oh, my God. Uh, Corey nervously responds, what a loser. Uh, And then we are into Mr. Turner's classroom. Sean asks Corey if he's had the breakup. And then we're into Mr. Turner's classroom. Sean asks Corey if he has the breakup note. And Corey says he does. He just wants to wait for the perfect time. Sean says she knows the breakup is coming. She, uh, She probably wants it even more than he does. But then Wendy walks in and gives Corey the gift of socks. (laughs) 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 Mr. Turner reads some poems the students turned in and starts with Sean's poem called Welfare. Sean's first poem. I didn't know know. this. I'm guessing you didn't write this one at this point. (laughs) (laughs) I guess this one wasn't yours. But I just didn't realize that we had already done things. This is our second poetry yeah, you know, because we did the whole poetry reading, and now and I, uh, and I was like, well, I well, and forgot Ethan's about character is into poetry. We've mentioned that before, so it's right. not you know we have had the poetry reading, and then we yeah. have another character right. who's into poetry, and now this right. is Sean's first poem we hear. Um, it is all about uh, things Sean's family buys with their welfare checks, <laughs> and that's when Corey hands Wendy the breakup note. Oh, I, I around- love Tony's line. Should I should I read the poem or just hand it off this? to your guidance counselor? Hand it off to the <laughs> <Right> guidance counselor. <laughs> Ah, uh, I thought, it's and so I thought great. Ben, I thought Ben was was really good in the scene too, with just like the you need the notebook. I can't, can I get the notebook? Yeah, can I, I get the notebook? notebook. <laughs> I know, very good. Uh, so when Corey hands Wendy the breakup note, Mister Turner pulls out Wendy's poem from the pile, and it is called "Leave Me and I'll Die." And I'll die. <laughs> Corey starts to panic and asks her for the note back, but Wendy reads the note instead of handing it back, and then she storms out crying. Mr. Turner asks what happened, and Corey says they drank a lot of iced tea during lunch, and Corey runs out after her. In an enormous button-down shirt. This is the biggest shirt it's so I've big. ever seen. <laughs> yeah, it's on unbelievably. On a person in my life. It makes him look like he's this tall because it's it goes huge. down to his knees, basically. It's huge. It is yes. enormous. yes. He looks like a kindergartner in a smock. Yes, he does. It's exactly. crazy. <laughs> I have to say, I was like, this is, I don't know why, but like, he, it made Corey feel like a little little boy. Yeah. Which he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. of course. Of he course. does. He looked very small. And yes. yeah, it, it makes sense. It just, yeah. Because otherwise, what he does ask. in the next scene is pretty awful. Like, he basically yeah. just lies to her and gaslights her. Yeah. I was like, watching that going like, oh, but if I take it from like, oh, he's a sweet little boy just trying to get out of being in trouble, it's cute. Well, you know? I also, though, one of the things I thought was like, he does actually 
exhibit signs of liking Wendy, even though there are some of the things that are shocking about her asking about the summer and him saying, well, let's just see how spring goes. It truly is peer pressure from Sean that makes him want to break up. And that's what I wish he said. That's why can't he just say that? He's like, I'm so sorry. I do want to be in a couple with you. I just did it because of Sean. End of scene. But instead he lies to her and says, should not. Not. Let me change the note in front of you. I just miswrote it, which is a complete lie and a bad argument. And then we're supposed to buy that she buys that. Like, I was like, she wants to buy it. She wants, yes, that's the thing, is she sick. wants it to be It could have been so much easier, like, I'm sorry, I actually just was listening to Sean, and she would have rolled her eyes and been like, okay, I still want to be with you too. Right. We still have the storyline, it would have been great. But Right, and it would actually be a real um, wonderful lesson in how to be honest in difficult circumstances for yes. a kid. Like, yes, but, which is you where know, this episode ends up going anyway, which is right. cool, you know? like yeah. I know. I do wish he just said, I'm really sorry. I I actually really like you. I think you're moving a little fast, but I felt peer pressured to break up with you. I'm not right. I don't want to do that either. I think right here, especially that just makes Corey too self-aware too quickly. Yeah. So it's got to be the idea that you instantly go to no girl crying. I meant no, I'm not going to break up with you. You know, that kind of thing where if he's already knows that it's like, well, I was because of peer pressure and I really want to be with you. It's just he's not Corey. You know, yeah. it's like he's got to do something stupid and then find his way. Dig himself there. deeper. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That makes sense. It's 2024 and stress is already everywhere. Deadlines at work. Your kids screaming at you. Nonstop traffic. The world is ending. That's a big jump there, Ryder. Oh, sorry. Kind of true. Yeah, well, when we want to get away from the struggles of everyday life and have some comforting me time, we break into some Keebler Sandies. Let's say it's finals week and Mr. Feeney has scheduled all of the tests into one day. How will Topanga find a comforting moment to herself? Go to the mall? Not with this hair. Play guitar with her father, Jedediah? Depends on which Jedediah. Bite into some delicious Keebler Sandies? Exactly. Keebler Sandies are buttery shortbread cookies made with simple ingredients. And each Keebler Sandies cookie is baked to perfection by the adorable Keebler elves for a light sweetness and texture that melts in your mouth. God bless those little Keebler elves. When you need a comforting moment for yourself, Keebler Sandies is the perfect treat that will keep you going. So, the next time you feel like you're juggling it all, reach for a Keebler Sandies shortbread cookie to enjoy a simple moment of comfort. Tell the elves Pod Meets World sent ya. They're real. I've seen them. This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Listen, Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies. Especially when they start really moving. With Huggies Little Movers, you get their best-fitting diaper with its curved and stretchy fit. That's right. So no matter what kind of mover you've got, they'll feel protected and comfy while their little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Huggies Little Movers has curves designed to fit all baby curves, and helps provide up to 12-hour protection against leaks. So, make the switch to Huggies Little Movers today. We got you, baby. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by the experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. 
Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. So then we're in the school hallway. Corey says he's sorry to Wendy. He didn't mean what he wrote. Wendy questions that and reads the note that just says, I think we should break up. And Corey writes, should not on the paper and says they should stay together. They hug and Wendy says, I hope our kids turn out as sensitive as you. And Corey says, are what? And then we're in the Matthews living room. Corey, entering with Sean, says he didn't break up with Wendy, but he's going to call her and do it. He just needs a couple of days to think things over, and he makes his way into the Matthews kitchen, where we see Wendy cooking with Amy. Gasp. And we get another great gasp from you guys. And you're in the jacket. Yes. I've I've reclaimed. Yep. Mm -hmm. Jacket's officially yours. Hold on. I mean... (laughs) It's so funny to see how something like this gasp functions, right? Because yeah. like when you have a beat like this, you can put it into every context. Mm-hmm. Like because yeah. every sitcom is going to have a moment where you see something you didn't expect and you right. freak out about it. So the right. second you find one of these that work, like I'm so curious how long this is going to last because it, it obviously became a thing for at least two. Yeah. This is our second time, and then I know it, we we did it at least. Oh, I think, doesn't this go all the way through the end I of the so show? I think so, too. Did yeah. you guys do this on Girl Meets World? We did on Girl Meets World, definitely. Yeah, this is, yeah. yeah. I so think this, this goes, I think this, this lives with us for the life. Yeah. This yeah. is here to stay, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Such a, such a simple and valuable beat, right? It's just like yeah. a guaranteed great. laugh. Because you, you're always setting up something like this. Like, what in yep. the world could possibly be behind that door? Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Well, Wendy is making the Matthews dinner tonight, and we stay in the Matthews kitchen. The The family with Lily. Lily's there. Lily. She's now, uh, they're all having dinner, and Alan compliments Amy on the scallop potatoes, which she says Wendy whipped up from scratch when she found out they were Corey's favorite. Corey says they should invite Wendy to move in and be one, they could all be one big happy potato-eating family. Wendy says she doesn't just make potatoes, she can also make Belgian waffles. Corey is suddenly impressed and asks, with whipped cream and strawberries? Wendy says her grandmother makes them for her grandfather, and they've been together for 66 years, which Corey, who is now creeped out again, responds, I'm on an emotional roller coaster. (laughs) So good. I loved Ben in this scene. Yeah. I loved Ben in this scene. I did, too. I remember this scene. Do you guys remember it? Like, I remember during run-through, I remember them discovering all of these Am I not in this episode? I'm not in this episode. You're not in this episode? Yeah, no, no, I I don't The second I saw this scene, I was like... Oh my God. Like, I remember this scene coming to life and Rusty and Ben, you know, Rusty deciding to keep the food on keep his fork, fork when he went yep. outside. Yeah. Yep. All of that was discovered during the week of rehearsal and it was just glorious. It was like, yeah. oh, this is, it's such a funny scene and yeah. all the dynamics and Ben, you know, the flip flopping and uh, it was just so good. Like, I remember, I remember what the second I saw it, I was like, yeah, I remember sitting there watching the scene develop and loving it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I thought Ben was great. I thought Rusty was great. It was, yeah, really, really good. Yeah. Eric walks in with Jason and asks Jason if Dominique has an opening for tomorrow. Alan asks where they've been and Eric blurts out, I can get as many haircuts as I want. (laughs) (laughs) Amy starts to tell Wendy who Eric and Jason are, but she interrupts and says Corey has told her all about them. She then tells Amy she hopes her and Corey's three kids turn out just as wonderful as Amy's. 
Alan questions Wendy, so you've decided to have three kids? She says she wants to keep the tradition alive because both her and Corey are one of three. Corey turns quickly to Alan and sarcastically says, what do you think of that, Gramps? I love this. Which is so great. All his little asides here were just so good. Mm-hmm. I know. I loved it. I loved it. He's got like his hand in his hair. So what do you think of that, Gramps? Like, uh-huh. oh, that was so good. So Alan pulls Corey into the backyard and just says, nutcase? Corey says, you think? And then they head back inside the kitchen. <laughs> Alan asks Wendy if she thinks they can have three kids on Corey's $5 a week allowance. But Wendy says, no, not yet. They still have a lot of growing up to do. Morgan asks if Wendy will be her sister someday when they get married. And Wendy says, you betcha. And then Amy says, that's so sweet. Alan realizes that Wendy has all the women on her side. Morgan and Wendy then go upstairs to play, and Alan asks what the heck Corey brought home. But then Corey points to Amy and says she lets she let her in. <laughs> Amy says she's just a little girl playing house, and if there was anything to be concerned about, she would be the first one to sound the alarm. Wendy walks back downstairs with a picture of Amy in her wedding dress and says she hopes she'll get to try it on one day. Amy then looks at Alan and makes the beeping alarm beep, sound. Beep, beep, beep. But see, this is what I, I think that could have been a better question that yeah. that, that Wendy asked. Because I agree. Just, I think the, the the implication is like, oh, because now she's asking about her wedding dress, it's overstepping. But that's still a little girl playing house and dress. If they so wanted so to cute, make like, it really absurd, yeah, she literally should have come to the top of the stairs in Amy's wedding. Ex- you're yes, right. That's it, great. That would have it been totally amazing. Fits. I found this in exactly. your... I, yeah. in your it. And like, I yeah. found this in your closet. Like, okay, you're going through my closet. Like, right. right. Yeah. But like yeah. the fact that she saw her in her wedding dress and was, you know, still yeah, playing I agree. house. Could have been not, bigger. Yeah. yeah. I agree 100%. Uh, yeah. <laughs> her coming, her revealing the... Like, that would have been amazing. Somehow having the actual wedding dress yeah. really yep. would have taken it to a great, a great spot. But... They, she also then may have needed to be gone for a little longer than that's that, a, yeah, and that's the, the other scene thing. Gr- drags sure. on forever. But sure. man, it, it really would be so funny. I think, yeah, I think there is a better question too, like a more psychotic yeah. question that would make Amy go, "Okay, this is this is more than just a girl playing dress right. up." But like wanting to wear the dress for the wedding is exactly a little girl wanting I know. to yeah. play dress up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. agreed. Well, then we're back in the school hallway. Mr. Turner puts down his athletic bag, tired, and says he didn't think Mr. Feeney would be so good at racquetball. He was a hustler. Mr. Feeney is proud of himself and takes money from Mr. Turner on the bet he won. Mr. Feeney leaves and jokingly says he doesn't shoot pool either, which I thought Bill was so great. Readings of all time. Great. It's also Bill's real laugh. Like that laugh. (laughs) Yep. Yep. (laughs) That little like, I'm trying not to laugh, but I'm laughing. I can't control. He does that in life. And it was so fun to see him sort of breaking as Feeney into his real laugh. And oh my God. Absolutely. This moment stood out to me as like Bill Daniels gold. But those are the moments we would occasionally get with Bill. Yes. Like you'd every once in a while be like, that was just pure Bill. And that was him. I have to say this, and I, I, I'm upset with myself that I have to say this, because I love all of our background actors. They're phenomenal. But I'm now seeing the same seven people in every hallway, in every Chubbies, everywhere. I know, it's but like it's that. a high school. There's supposed to be thousands of people there, and it's now like every scene no. they're featuring the same three people behind Yeah, them. because they're good. No one's questioning they're great, it. great, but it's no. like, ugh. Oh. 
No one watching at home was ever like, I'm so sick of seeing Ron no, I back know, there. But it I is definitely it the binging the quality of it, <laughs> it for is, sure. It is. Yeah, we're because watching you're them one it. right after another, and we know them. The so time. we're like, there's Jessica, and there's that Dusty. Glass there's yours is just constantly yeah. scanning and recording everything. <laughs> I love yes, it's like how it works. You know, it's that Terminator vision that you have. Yeah, exactly. Well, Will's Will Will's glass eye perception boy is just on target. Telling you. So Corey tells Sean what happened at his house with Wendy and that he tried to break up with her when he walked her home. But then she invited him in for cookies and Grandma Jansen played the organ and we all sang Big Rock Candy Mountain. <laughs> so good. So good. Corey says she has four generations in her house and the men don't say much. Sean says he'll come back and get Corey after class. And as he walks away, a frozen Corey says, yes, dear, I'm very happy. I thought this was a very yep. well done transition yep. into all of this. All of this th from here on out. The, the I just love also that Corey doesn't like his succumbing to it is the problem. Yeah. Like that he just okay. I yep. guess I'm just in it. This is it. it this is my life right. now forever. It's a great choice and very unusual, right? To have a character yeah. sort of get out of his situation. By not, he doesn't dig himself deeper by doing more. He doesn't. He <laughs> digs himself deeper by just. Succumbing. Just like, okay. <laughs> and yet that's the thing that turns her eventually, you know, when he's finally yeah. like, no, I'm just going to be honest with you about why, yeah. what I thought now that we're together forever. I thought it was super clever. Yeah, yeah it is. Ugh. So then we enter a Corey dream sequence. Corey and Wendy are old together, sitting at Chubby's, now called Manel's. Manel's. And they Yay, did the that. most bare minimum <laughs> to try and make you think it was anything other than Chubby's. Just Who cares? the bare Who minimum. Cares? But I also kind of like if it's his fantasy, the only restaurant he can think of is Chubby's. Yeah. I know. That's what so I'm saying. It's, it's like, the only yeah. place he can picture. And they, right. so they just literally like call it something else and yep. sprinkle some few, a few yep. things. So Corey is stealing the dinner rolls and we get, they want they you want to take, take the, the rolls. The first time. And then he comes back. I come yes. back. Oh my God. This scene is just iconic. It's Corey. So good. Wearing so a wedding ring, I was looking to see if they put one on him, is cranky, so Wendy goes and gets prunes for him. And he's just, <laughs> Again, I love that that's, a, she knows him so well, she knows he's constipated. I, she knows his schedule, get over every that. type Not of schedule. Not only did they do the makeup, like, they also gave her a body I know. Like they completely modified her. Her <laughs> hips are all sticky. <laughs> yeah. The makeup was really good. The makeup was really old. good. Yeah. I didn't love the makeup on her, but I think oh, on really? I Ben and me, yeah, her it looked a little like, uh, but on Ben and me, oh, the makeup is is hysterical. Oh my yeah, god, they and did a really good job on her. You guys. Her bodysuit is just <laughs> it's so yeah. cute. Oh my god! So then, old Sean comes down and yells, Ugh. "Corey, is that you?" Corey says, Sean knows he goes there every day at four thirty for the early bird special, <laughs> and he always asks if it's him. Corey says he has always envied Sean because he's dated a bunch of women and he's been married to Wendy for 90 years. They can barely hear each other and eventually Corey yells, Who? they want what? you to they the want you to take the role. <laughs> oh, I rewound it three times, Ryder. Yeah. So Sue funny. and I crying oh. with, how's the fish? Nice. nice. It was weak. We were howling at yeah. your reading. It was 
so we had funny. so much fun with this scene. I just oh, remember loving nice. every moment of this. This was <laughs> yeah. like just was so fun. Act, like this is just kid acting gold, right? Oh, yeah, because every kid loves to be an old person. Every kid loves to imitate old people, and so we just did. Like we thought this was hysterical, and I remember. Ben and I just having so much fun and like, yeah, I have nothing. And then to, to realize that it was also Jeff McCracken's first episode um, is great. Cause I know that that also infused a new energy yeah. and gave us more freedom and new ways, you know, just a different person. Yeah. It wasn't, uh, we loved trainer, but it's, trainer just was, it's just different. Yeah. yeah. But no, it was like, I think, you know, when you have a new director and they're saying, I want you to try something different, you know, or just yeah. to have a different flavor, you, you suddenly adjust your, your game and to a certain degree. And I feel like I, Ben and I just had so much fun. I just oh, remember God, feeling like this scene. was it's the so funniest good. thing we had ever done. And we were having so much fun doing it. And um, dare I say, it might be the funniest thing you guys have done to this yeah. point. I yeah. mean, it really is. Yeah. It's yeah. so funny. It's really funny. It's yeah. really funny. And it's, it's still right in line with the Corey and Sean relationship. It's exactly yeah. how I would envision old Corey and old Sean to be. It's, yeah. it really is very well done. And it's mm. so funny. I so, also love how they've been together. Does he say married or together for 90 years? I think he says married for 90 years. Okay, but... so then so essentially he's supposed to be like 120 years old. <laughs> right, yeah, right, exactly. That's the thing that I love. Socks, <laughs> yeah. Still got the socks. Yep, he's supposed to be 120. <laughs> so Sean says that he is jealous of Corey's situation, but then Sean sees a, a young woman and he Ms. leaves Lockley. from her. Yes, luckily. <laughs> Wendy returns with prunes and asks Corey if he missed her, and he says she hasn't been out of his sight for 90 years. She asks if it's been that bad. Corey says no and thanks Wendy for giving him a beautiful life and nice socks. He reveals the socks for Mr. Turner's class that she gave him earlier, 90 years ago, apparently. And he says he's never taken them off. Mr. Feeney walks over as the waiter and tells Corey to empty his pockets of the dinner rolls and everything else he's stealing. He tried to steal the sweet and lows again. Uh, seeing Bill, who I loved that in the before I realized what was happening, hasn't aged hasn't at all. Aged at all. <laughs> no, <laughs> perfect. Exactly the same. He's exactly the same. I love. I love that. And then we are snapped back to reality in the school hallway. Mr. Feeney is yelling at Corey to wake up from his dream and get to class. Corey says he's late. His wife is going to be so upset and takes off. And oh, then can we go back. My one of my yeah. favorites is Ben throwing all the sweet lows on the table and saying, I bought these. <laughs> I bought <laughs> these. <laughs> you know? I bought these. Well, first he tries to say he wasn't taking the sweet and low. No, I don't. And then he's like, Yes, you do, and he pulls them all out. I bought these. I mean, he literally has a these. bowl sticking out of his sweater. Like yeah. he has shoved everything on the table. Oh, such a good It scene. is so funny. So then we're at Chubby's. Corey gets himself and Wendy burgers without cheese and no red meat, just the way she told him is healthy for him. It's just rolls. Corey, who seems pretty happy now, says when he first asked Wendy out, it was just a date for the party, not a long lasting relationship, but he's pleasantly into this. <laughs> and then Wendy looks hurt and says it's over because she doesn't want their relationship to be based on a lie and it's not something she wants to be a part of. Corey asks about their three kids, and she says it's not important if it's not something they both want. Sean walks up just as Wendy leaves and finds out Corey is now a free man again, and they should go out with some twins. Ugh. Like you do. But Corey says he's not going to go because he misses Wendy. I really Dramatic like music. Yeah, yes. I like it. I like yeah. ending on this bizarrely sad beat. Yes. Because yeah. it's like, Corey has invested his imagination and his commitment in this 
in this girl and it's like he's going to miss her like he's going to you know no matter what he he put some time into it some thought and that's yeah. a little sad i thought that was great so allowed room yep. for that yeah yeah I liked, liked it. I liked it, too. I thought it was very it was very sweet. And the fact that, you know, he was wearing the socks and mm. I don't know, it's it's I loved it. And I also like, you know, that things don't always end on a happy note. And yeah, um, totally. it's nice to acknowledge that. But it's also, just also like, you know, it would have been so easy to keep the nutcase line going to yeah. keep making yeah. fun of Wendy or that she's the problem or she's yeah. the yes. weirdo. And that it's like, one, escape no, that. like yeah. yeah, she's not that right. bad. She's just, yeah. a, again, a little girl kind of, uh, uh, you know, and then and he got something out of it too. Like he yep. learned and m- maybe misses her. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I thought that was sweet. And then we're in the tag in the hair salon. Eric tells Dominique it's over, but she said he can't. He's in the book for today. Eric starts to argue and says what they did was wrong and he has to leave with his head dry. Dominique says no one has to know. But then she says she's angry and has to be very rough with him. Then he caves and gets another scalp massage. I do not understand what's happening. In this. I don't either. What is going on? Why just, do you have I'm, to break what? up with her? I'm this breaking up with her because breaking up with her because it's I'm I imagine in my head it was like I'm essentially seeing a prostitute. Yes, because I'm paying but money so every grades, week. Right. But so are your grades back up and now you want to start dating other women? And so you feel like you have to leave her because why would you not just keep this going? I think it's a money cost money. Eric. Yeah. OK. You remember we he needed five dollars that one week. So my right. guess is a good haircut in Philly at that time. We're we're talking 60, 70 bucks. You can't, come on. <laughs> I can't. Yeah, I think it's, it's hysterical dynamic. I think it's, it's weird. weird, right? Yeah, I loved it. But it was it's just funny. the absurdity I, of it. But it's, it's the two of you in this scene that really makes it yeah. work. Like it's just the performances keep you know that she's, you know, it's always fun to watch somebody try and get somebody else to do or stop doing something. Right. You know, that's just the essence Such of great conflict. Acting and exercise. The absurdity yeah. of that you guys are that you are taking this so seriously, and that she's going to manipulate you and say whatever it takes to get that haircut. It's just it's fun. I agree. Fun. I mean, I'm not saying it wasn't a funny scene. I just am like, I, there was no mention of like, I can't do this. It's cost. It's I'm so invested. I can't. It's expensive. Right. Like there's no there's I'm just I kept waiting for there to be. I guarantee like, you in an early draft there was and they just yeah. threw it, it out because they were like, because just, it was just put Will and this girl together and it'll be <laughs> yeah. funny. And, and, and it worked. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah because where does Jason go? You know, like, yeah. He could have. Oh, he didn't need to have Jason in this at all. No, no, no. He didn't need to have Jason in this episode at all. It was like, well, he introduces the idea of getting a haircut. Somebody else could have done that, though. I mean, there's easier ways to do it where it's like Jason was just kind of wasted, but it was fun and ridiculous, and yeah, it was cool. he's always gonna. I mean, he's your sidekick when it comes to the girl storylines, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, that seems to be the maybe thing. that's Desiree maybe that's the and, thing is when they stopped with the girl storylines is when they stopped with Jason because right. yeah. it's like. Now Eric just becomes absurd. So you didn't really need that anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and I do think that some of that is also like what we've talked about before, where it's like a likability for even families to be like, well, Eric has to be a good boy. He wouldn't know about this hairdresser. Who's right. the bad influence who brings in the hairdresser right. for him? You yeah, know? they tried to bring in the Eddie Haskell kind of character. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, interesting. Well, thank you guys for joining us for this episode of Pod Meets World. Uh, as always, you can follow us on Instagram, Pod Meets World Show. You can send us your emails, podmeetsworldshow at gmail.com. And we have merch. Webster's Dictionary defines merchandise as products for sale. <laughs> podmeetsworldshow.com. Our next recap episode will be season two, episode 16, Danger Boy. And Tony Whoa. Quinn will be joining us for that episode. Yay. 
It originally aired February 3rd, 1995. So uh, make sure you stick around for that one next week. We love you all. Pod dismissed. Pod Meets World is an iHeart podcast produced and hosted by Danielle Fischel, Will Friedle, and Ryder Strong. Executive producers, Jensen Karp and Amy Sugarman. Executive in charge of production, Danielle Romo. Producer and editor, Tara Sudbach. Producer, Jackie Rodriguez. Engineer and Boy Meets World superfan, Easton Allen. Our theme song is by Kyle Morton of Typhoon. You can follow us on Instagram at Pod Meets World Show or email us at podmeetsworldshow at gmail.com. When I'm on my way to drop off the kids at school and I'm on about five hours of sleep and I haven't had my coffee yet, I'm truly one of a kind. Yeah, this sounds like the beginning of a horror movie. It is. But there is one thing I can do immediately to bring some comfort and calm to the situation and keep me moving forward. Eat Keebler Sandies. I like to think that if the good-looking guy was still around, sitting on the couch, comforting himself about not getting into college, he'd ditch the Cocoa Puffs and down some Keebler Sandies instead. Mixed with chocolate syrup? Ooh, why not? When you need a comforting moment for yourself, Keebler Sandies is the perfect treat to keep you going. Each Keebler Sandies shortbread cookie is baked to perfection by the Keebler Elves for a light sweetness and a texture that melts in your mouth. The next time you feel like you're juggling it all, reach for Keebler Sandies shortbread cookies to enjoy a simple moment of comfort. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Listen, Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies. Especially when they start really moving. With Huggies Little Movers, you get their best-fitting diaper with its curved and stretchy fit. That's right. So no matter what kind of mover you've got, they'll feel protected and comfy while their little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Huggies Little Movers has curves designed to fit all baby curves, and helps provide up to 12-hour protection against leaks. So, make the switch to Huggies Little Movers today. We got you, baby.